Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Ah! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish is upset. Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Good! Enrique wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame. 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time agents! Now, here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Well, one week from today, we will be on the eve of the first Notre Dame football game for 2022. We have to wait just a little bit longer. Notre Dame football fall camp wraps up tomorrow. You hear from Marcus Freeman, the head coach of the Fighting Irish, on Monday, his weekly press conference. Live on WSBT Radio at noon, and we get a game week rolling with that press conference. Number five, Notre Dame. Number two, Ohio State. Iconic program squaring off in a week one showdown from the Horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio. A week from Saturday, 7.30 kickoff on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Of course, pre and post games sandwiched around this massive matchup between the Irish and the Buckeyes. My name is Darren Pritchett. Hope you're having a terrific Friday. Sunshine and 79 degrees in downtown South Bend, Indiana, on this Friday, August the 26th of 2022. For high school players across the area, week two, high school football action in the state of Indiana. Hopefully you can catch one of the matchups that take place across the area tonight. One of the better matchups, a pair of 1-0 teams meeting at Steel Stadium in Mishawaka, South Bend, St. Joe, taking on the Mishawaka Cavemen. That game at 7 o'clock at Mishawaka High School. We have that game for you on our sister station, 96-1 the ton. Again, South Bend, St. Joe, Mishawaka live on 96-1 the ton at Seven o'clock. We're on the air until six fifteen because South Bend Cubs baseball comes your way once again tonight from West Michigan. 
coming up on the program. The Twitter question of the day is coming up in just a couple of moments. Last couple of days, we asked you who's the best Notre Dame offensive player, who's the best Notre Dame defensive player. Well, we took the winners and put them head-to-head today with our Twitter question of the day. Who's the best player on the Notre Dame football team, Michael Mayer or Isaiah Foskey? We'll have the results coming up. Plus, today's question centers around possible Notre Dame-Ohio State storylines. And of the four I'm going to give you, which one would shock you the most if it happened? We'll get to that in a couple of moments. Coming up later on this hour, I'm just going to sit here and talk football. And I mean games that are going to happen tomorrow in college football. It's week zero. We've got games to watch, listen to. For some of you, wager on. We'll get to some of the more interesting matchups week zero in college football coming up in just a little bit. And before the end of the hour, the top five storylines that could come from this weekend. We wrap up the program with our sports wagering segment to kick off the six o'clock hour right before South Bend Cubs baseball on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The first pitch and the first pitch of the night. And we are ready for the first pitch. Into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And here we go with the first pitch for today. All eyes on Michael Mayer. Also a lot of hands, a lot of shoulders, a lot of forearms probably will be all over Michael Mayer this year. He is an All-American tight end for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. The junior is ready to go once again. Individual goal, I'm sure, try to win the Mackey Award. At least he's up for the award this time, unlike last year, which was a joke. He was not a finalist, but that's okay. He's here to win a lot of football games for the Fighting Irish and hoist a big trophy at the end of the season. What a football player. 6'4", 250 out of Independence, Kentucky. Michael Mayer last year. 71 catches, 840 yards, 11.8 yards per catch, and seven receiving touchdowns. You take a look at some of the bigger games for Michael Mayer last year. The opener at Florida State. Nine catches, 120 yards and a touchdown. The regular season finale at Stanford. Nine catches for 105. Against Virginia, seven catches for 84. Had seven catches at Soldier Field against Wisconsin. Seven more against Toledo. And his final game of his sophomore season at the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma State, seven for 72. And he found pay dirt twice. Michael Mayer is back trying to win a championship here at the University of Notre Dame and then probably next spring he'll be a first round pick. We could even be talking about a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. The thing is everybody knows how good he is and opposing defensive coordinators are not going to let Michael Mayer beat him or at least they're going to try to force somebody else on this Notre Dame football team to beat them. 
He's going to get a lot of attention. You're probably going to see a lot of double teams. But you know what the good thing is? This is giving other guys on the offense, wide receivers, running backs, just what you want, a one-on-one matchup, mano a mano. You win the matchup, Tyler Buckner finds you, really good things are going to happen for that receiver and the Notre Dame offense and the Fighting Irish football team. So Mayer's attention, yeah, everybody's going to be focused on him, trying to take him away. That should open up some really cool opportunities for a guy like Lorenzo Styles. And I'm going to take my chances with Styles one-on-one. He gets into the clear, forget about it. If you're a defender, just head to the bench. Go get some Gatorade. Pick up the phone and talk to your coordinator because it is over with the speed that Styles has. Gerard Parker, first-year assistant coach for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. He is in charge of an extremely talented tight end room at the University of Notre Dame, headed up by Michael Mayer. Here's Parker on what it's been like to coach this All-American and likely NFL first-round pick. Um, well, it's it's a good thing. You know, um, it's, it's funny. I think I've answered versions of that question ever since I've taken this job, and it's because of who he is as a player, a human being, I think. You know, after being here long enough now to really get a feel for who he is um, and, and the work he puts in to be a great player, um, I've said it, and, and I don't mean it to be funny, but I, I really believe that, you know, it's a little bit of a thing. He'll do some things on this football field that uh, kind of gets underplayed because it's like, hey, because of what you're asking, like, hey, it's Michael Mayer. Well, there's a lot of work that goes into doing what he does on a football field that I and the rest of the staff and his players and peers appreciate. I mean, the way he works, the way he plays all phases, both run blocking and the pass game and the things he does in his routes to be who he is. So it's not happening by mistake or just by sheer talent. He has those things, but there's also a really good plan to what he does. So it's, it's been a good challenge for me to coach him because you want to give him tools to get better because we all can get better. And what better challenge to make a great player and even better. Parker, just one of the assistant coaches, bringing a lot of juice and extra energy to Notre Dame football practices. There is a difference this year. There just seems to be more hands-on attention a lot more excitement, energy with this coaching staff. Now, could it be because the head coach is in his first year? A lot of these guys, their first time at Notre Dame? Yeah, possibly. But it sure seems like this is going to be the norm with this coaching staff. It's not just all yelling. It's creating relationships with players. You have to be best buddies when practice is over. But you can have a little fun while you're playing football as well. It doesn't have to be all straight faces. Chancey Stuckey had that drill where they were making catches, the wide receivers leaping onto a gymnastic bag, so to speak, to land on, to cushion their blow. And there were some highlight reel catches made, so there can be fun in football practice. It's okay to smile every once in a while, but also there's time to be serious. Let's give you a chance to hear from the All-American candidate, Michael Mayer, as he gets ready to start a brand-new season. Individual goals, team goals. Yeah, he's got a few. As a team, you know, undefeated season, national championship, I think that's agreed upon with everybody in that building, every single person in that building. Um, Personally, 
I'm just going to go try to play my best football. I know that sounds cliche. I know that sounds whatever. Um, you know, I'm just going to go try to play my best football. I'm not worried about any more records here. I'm not truly worried about the Mackey Award. I want to win a national championship over, over that. Um, so I'm going to try to go play my best ball and, and do things that will help my team win. That's what I'm worried about. Daunting task, especially when you're constantly double teamed. What's the mental aspect when you go in there and they've got three, four guys coming? Get my teammates open, you know? That's that's a big part of it. And, and if I can still get open while getting double teamed or getting triple teamed, I'm still going to try to get open, you know? And Ty's going to give me the ball if I'm open, and I know that. Um, so it, the attitude, it really doesn't change. The attitude still get open, and, and hopefully the ball is going to find me. Um, I'm not, you know getting up to line and being like, shoot, you know, they got two people on me, you know, this route's dead or something. Like, nothing nothing changes from getting double team or triple team. I go out there, I'm going to run my route. If I don't win, all right, they got two people on me, somebody else is going to open up, you know. Where's Tyler's growth kind of come from over the summer? Yeah. Tyler, he, he, he's grown a lot. Um, he's been a big leader, and he's he's become an even bigger, bigger leader um, after being, you know, announced QB1. Um, so... He's grown a lot. He's he's his his throws have grown. His running, his legs have grown. Um, his mental capacity to learn things and, and learn plays and read the defense has grown. Um, just overall, he he's grown a lot, and, and and I can't say enough good things about him. And then you being a junior enrollee, what did you kind of see from Holden and Eli as they progressed? I was saying, I was telling him up there that I mean, this this tight end room is going to be going to be good for a very long time. Um, they both remind me of my freshman self a little bit. I was saying when I used to run those shallows and just kind of run after the ball after I get those throws, they, they can do that, and, and they're capable of doing that, and I've seen them do it. Um, they both got to go get a little bit bigger. They know that. I think they're a little bit light right now, um, but they're going to be good. They're going to be very good players. And then David Sherwood, what does he just bring to the offense? Yeah, he brings a lot. He brings an aspect of uh, a little bit of grit, um, a little bit of toughness. Um, kicking dudes out, blocking dudes, pancaking dudes. Um, just a, a good all-around player, and uh, he's going to be great for us this year. Michael, it's kind of hard to probably do what you did last year. You're not even thinking about it, though, but, you know, when you line up on that, you line up on the scrimmage, on the line of scrimmage, you know, how do you keep that confidence and just that, you know, exuberate what you're doing right now? Just... It's just playing ball. That's all it is. I mean, there's really nothing else to it for me. Uh, I got a great family. I got great friends. I mean, I'm just going out there and, and, and playing the best ball that I can play. And, and that's really all that I'm worried about, truthfully. Mike Cadella, obviously a lot of pressure before. You have a fantastic year this year. I know you're still looking to take another step up this year. Um, how does it feel knowing that in pretty much every game that you guys are going to go into, the other team is going to kind of have to center their defense around stopping 87. I'm going to still do my best to get open. I mean, if they want to put two people on me, I'm still going to try to get open. And if I'm open, Ty's going to give me the ball. And if I'm not open, then somebody else is going to be open and Ty's going to get them the ball. And uh, we're going to keep doing that and, and, and until we win the game. And then we'll get out of there with a W and then we'll prepare for the next game, you know? I know you had a lot of media attention last year, and it's only gotten bigger this year. How does a 21-year-old with this kind of notoriety already, how do you deal with you know this much of a spotlight this early? Great parents, great siblings, uh, great people in the Goog, uh, great community, great fans here. You know, the fans here are so happy for a football team. They're happy for me. They're happy for Tyler. Um, it's not that difficult when you got great people around you. You know. Michael, you mentioned the tight end room. Let's talk about the coach. 
Yeah, he brings a lot. He's a juice guy. He brings a lot of energy, um, and uh, he's his biggest thing is details. Details, you know. One more step on that route, you know. Your foot's in the wrong place on that block. Try to move it six inches to the left there. Just all sorts of things that I've never really thought of as a football player. Um, I, sometimes it's like, all right, I got this dude blocked, and that's good. The running back goes away. Now it's all right. No, you got him blocked, but when you can drive him five yards back, then you might as well drive him five yards back too. Um, so he's been great. He's been great for me. I've learned so much from him. I know he's been great for uh, Kev Bauman and uh, the whole tight end room. So we're very happy to have him here. Hearing Michael Mayer talk about finishing a block and pushing a guy back five more yards, all I could think of, you go back a few years, but remember when Jeff Fain was the starting center for the Fighting Irish, and, man, he would pancake guys. And I think it's fair to say he would play to the whistle and then maybe 1,001 and then maybe 1,002. Okay, maybe a couple of seconds after the whistle, he was still driving a guy back and probably sending him to the turf. Fain was really, really good at that. Michael Mayer, get ready for a massive season from this tight end. And if he's not getting open due to the double teams, who's going to step up and be the big-time performer for the Irish? Chris Tyree come out of the backfield. Again, I love Lorenzo Styles, what he can do for this offense. Again, the double-teaming of Mayer is going to give you some really unique opportunities elsewhere. And Tyler Buckner hopefully can Hit those guys leading to some big plays, and you're going to need some big plays going to the horseshoe taking on Ohio State. Kickoff in eight days at 7.30 right here on WSBT Radio. Now, Michael Mayer's not the only tight end. Of course, he's the best by far, but there's some other tight ends that could help out this fighting Irish offense. Tight end coach Gerard Parker on guys like Kevin Bauman. Yeah, you know, it's Kevin Bauman's been a – been exactly what he needed to be this fall camp himself in a position to play meaningful plays for this university and at the tight end position so very proud of where he's progressed to and certainly um, really excited to see him kind of reap the you know the, the rewards of his work so to speak Kane's had a really good fall camp still still making sure he can grow into staying healthy and doing those things so we've been careful and managed him the right way but he showed some great promise and done some good things on his way of progression getting healthy I'm on the wrong bandwagon. I think this kid went healthy. A very, very nice pass catcher. An above average pass catcher for this football team. Here's Coach Park on how the tight ends fit into Tommy Reese's offense. They, they've been used well in this offense long before I got here. And I think they feel in that room, in our room, that, that they have a huge responsibility to things within the run game and the pass game. So that responsibility, so that falls on them. Um, the way we practice and, and how Coach Reese scripts us, um, those guys understand their worth and they're expected to know the offense inside and out at every position and if they were to line up um, inside, attached to the formation or detached. And that's, uh, that's how we teach it. That's how they take it on. And, and it's really become a good progression, especially for the veteran guys to learn. You know, when healthy, Mitchell Evans, another guy that Tyler Buckner can rely on. Finally, Gerard Parker on our local guy, former Mishawaka quarterback Justin Fisher, hanging out with the tight ends, doing some good work there. Here was Parker talking about Fisher making the transition from high school to college football at Notre Dame. Yeah, 
Well, it, it, exactly. He hadn't been here long, but I, I know this. He's already earned the respect of his guys because he's a hard worker, which is going to give him a chance for his future. You know, and, and I think he's really starting to learn the adjustment from what it is to come from high school to here and do that in the room that's, that's a great room. But what he's learned is, is already that he just needs to come in and put his nose down and work. He's a great worker, a great kid, and he's starting to really kind of take into his own of learning how, and he'll, he'll be able to do that as he goes through it. How much fun is that? Playing some ball at the University of Notre Dame. Go get him, Justin Fisher. 526 is our time. Darren Pritchett with you. A look at the Notre Dame tight ends heading into a brand new season. Coming up next, Notre Dame football has announced their captains, plus our Twitter question of the day. This is Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat, brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend baseball fans. This Bud's for you. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Midland Engineering Company beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. By Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt, don't shop, or new beginnings have happy endings. And the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. 527 at WSBT. Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Touchdown, Chris Tyree! Yes! 98 yards! On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Wide open, touchdown Notre Dame! Lorenzo Styles. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. Twenty-eight minutes in front of six o'clock at Sports Radio nine sixty WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett. Great to have you with me on nine sixty AM WSBT. Streaming live at WSBTRadio.com, the free WSBT Radio app, and we are also live right now on the Twitch app, which features a video of the show taking place as we speak from our WSBT studios in downtown South Bend. Well, the Fighting Irish have named their captains for the upcoming football season. Six captains this year. Two of them had the honor last year, and they are now two-time captains. Avery Davis, the injured Irish wide receiver, tore his ACL in November, battled back, and then tore the other ACL during fall camp. He is lost for the season, but Davis once again a captain on this football team. The other two-time captain is Notre Dame offensive lineman Jared Patterson. Recently suffered a foot injury. He's now out of that little cast and walking to practice the other day. We're all assuming he's back practicing with this Fighting Irish football team. And we're all assuming he'll be ready to roll at Ohio State in eight days. So Avery Davis is back as a captain for this Fighting Irish football team. Same for Jared Patterson. First-time captains, tight end Michael Mayer, linebacker Bo Bauer, edge rusher Isaiah Foskey, and linebacker J.D. Bertram. So you've got a wide receiver, a tight end, an offensive lineman, two linebackers, and an edge rusher. Those are your captains for 2022, Davis, Patterson, Mayer, Bauer, Foskey, and Bertrand. 
This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. All right, next up on the list of things to do, our Twitter question of the day was posted yesterday at 960 Sports Beat on Twitter. And the question was Who is the best football player on the Notre Dame roster? In previous days, you voted Isaiah Foskey as the best active Notre Dame football defender. You picked Michael Mayer as the best active Notre Dame offensive player. So we put the two head-to-head for a final showdown. Who is the best football player on the Notre Dame roster? Isaiah Foskey. The edge rusher. 11 sacks last year. Preseason All-American. Received 25% of the vote. Michael Mayer, preseason All-American, 71 catches, 7 receiving touchdowns last year, 75% of the vote. So according to you, Michael Mayer is the best football player currently on the Notre Dame football team. I know he beat out Jared Patterson, but Patterson would be high up on that list as well for me. So thanks for voting. But don't put down that iPad or laptop yet. We've got a brand new question for you to ponder. So here we go. Today's question, and it will run through Sunday. Which of these Notre Dame versus Ohio State possible storylines would shock you the most if it happened? So if this happens, this would shock you the most. I'm giving you four choices. Choice number one, Notre Dame wins the game at Ohio State. Would that shock you? Would you be more shocked if choice number two took place? Ohio State beats Notre Dame by 20 or more points. Choice number three, another possible storyline for Notre Dame, Ohio State. Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner is under 50% for his completion rate against Ohio State. And the fourth and final choice, Notre Dame holds Ohio State under 27 points. So there you go. Which of these Notre Dame-Ohio State possible storylines would shock you the most if they happened? Notre Dame wins. Ohio State wins by 20. Buckner completes under 50% of his passes. Notre Dame holds Ohio State under 27 points. So what would you be most shocked by? Well, one of the four is leading the charge right now. And for those that are voting, they don't have a lot of confidence in Notre Dame winning this game because what would shock you the most? Right now, the Irish winning the game at the horseshoe is up by a pretty good margin. One of the four is getting hardly any votes right now. Buckner under 50% completion rate, so apparently people are confident Buckner's going to be a very accurate quarterback. So we'll see how this voting ends up. A long way to go. We'll vote until Sunday. Which of those possible Notre Dame-Ohio State storylines would shock you the most? Notre Dame wins. Ohio State wins by 20 Buckner under 50% completion, or Notre Dame holds Ohio State under 27 points. Looking forward to the results of this 
Sportsbeat Twitter question of the day. Again, you can vote right now on my Twitter account at 960sportsbeat. Coming up next, we get to talk about games, college football games tomorrow. There are some interesting matchups or matchups that tie into Notre Dame. We're just going to talk football next on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Notre Dame brings five. Bradley steps back in trouble. He sacks at the 15-yard line. J.D. Bertrand got him. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. And down he goes. At the 16-yard line, Justin Adamilola got there first. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. Oh, intercepted. This will be a pick six. Into the end zone goes Jack Kaiser. 42-yard touchdown. 543. Sports speed on WSBT Radio. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Friday with me here on WSBT Radio. WSBTradio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and also currently live on Twitch. Week zero. Tomorrow, college football. We have games to talk about tomorrow. Even though it may not be your favorite team playing, but you know what? There's something about that first week of football. You're going to turn on some games. No matter who the opponent is, you're probably going to watch a little bit just to wet your whistle. Or for some of you, you might have a couple of dollars on some of the games that take place over the weekend. So let's just sit here, relax, open up a beverage, grab some dinner, and we're just going to talk about some football action taking place this weekend. I need some good, good music. Here we go. This is going to be the theme for the Big Ten on CBS. They're going to shift it from the SEC to the Big Ten. I love it. They put out a little media hit, a video with this music and all the Big Ten team highlights. Very cool. It's the best music in college football, and I'm glad CBS is going to continue to use it. So what's going to happen in week zero? We'll know top 25 teams are in action this weekend. So let's go nearby to the old Big Ten. 12.30 tomorrow from Dublin, Aviva Stadium, where the Irish will play next year. It's a Big Ten matchup. The Northwestern Wildcats against the former power, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska routed Northwestern last year. Will the tables turn? According to Las Vegas, Nebraska, a 13-and-a-half-point favorite to take down Mr. Fitzgerald and the Wildcats. Over-under total points, 50-and-a-half. Scott Frost better do something this year at his alma mater. He was supposed to turn around this Nebraska program, but they are still stuck in the mud. So a chance to get off to a good start against Northwestern. Nebraska lost their season opener in Champaign to Illinois last year. They'll try to win in Dublin. You talk about night and day. Folks from Nebraska in Dublin to watch a football game. <laughs> what could go wrong in a pub? I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's why we have TikTok. 
Speaking of the Fighting Illini of Illinois, they're in action tomorrow at 4 o'clock on the old Big Ten Network. Brett Bielema, second year in charge of the boys from Shambana. They feel like they're going to be a lot better this year. Well, they're going to play two games before Notre Dame plays one. Illinois will host the Wyoming Cowboys tomorrow at 4 o'clock, and then next Friday, they're going to go to Bloomington to take on Indiana, the Hoosiers. A familiar quarterback will be running the Illini offense, apparently. You might remember Tommy DeVito at Syracuse. He faced the Fighting Irish. DeVito, a grad transfer to the Fighting Illini, so he'll make his debut. Illinois favored by 13 over under total points, 44. Other games of note. At 3.30 on CBS Sports Network, UNLV, the team Notre Dame will play on Peacock. They're going to be hosting Idaho State. It will be Notre Dame and UNLV October 22nd. The running Rebels offense is led by a 6'6 quarterback. His name is Doug Brumfield. Took over as the Rebels starter last year, but some injuries did not allow him to fully settle in as the guy for the offense. He's got a pretty interesting player to throw to. Former Michigan State wideout Ricky White is his top target. UNLV lost their all-time leading rusher last year, Aiden Robbins, so Charles Williams will carry the pigskin this year for UNLV. And oh, by the way, you want to get healthy as an offense? The Rebels gave up 32 points per game last year. And UNLV does play in Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Raiders, And, of course, that's going to be the home of the Notre Dame-BYU football game later on this year. The Rebels, you can't call Allegiant Stadium the friendly confines because UNLV at Allegiant Stadium, they are 1-8, including going 1-5 last year. Another matchup in Week 0, 5 o'clock kickoff on the ACC Network to coin at Florida State. We mentioned the Seminoles because, A, Notre Dame faced them last year in the opener, and the Seminoles played a whole lot better than I expected and most people expected. Mike Norvell trying to turn around that Florida State program. They play tomorrow against Duquesne, and next week they take on the team known for being a family Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. LSU a slight three-point favorite over Florida State. Who are you rooting for in that game, by the way? 8-15 tomorrow. We didn't know if this game was going to happen or not. Florida A&M at North Carolina on the ACC Network. There was an issue with eligibility with a whole bunch of Florida A&M players. For a while, they were sitting on the plane, not leaving for Chapel Hill. Apparently, they left. They're only going to have seven offensive linemen available, a shortened roster. So, Carolina is going to have a relatively easy day against Florida A&M. Their first game without Sam Hallett quarterback in a few years. Their new quarterback is 6'5", Drake May, who flipped his commitment from Alabama. 
to North Carolina back in 2020. May was the number 47 overall recruit in the class of 2020. Of course, the Irish will take on North Carolina early in the season. May has a little experience, not a whole lot. Last year, 7 of 10, 89 yards, a touchdown, no picks. He ran it six times for 62 yards. Another matchup tomorrow in week zero, the nightcap. 10.30 kickoff, CBS Sports Network. The old Commodores from Vanderbilt. They left Nashville for Honolulu. They'll take on Hawaii. Vanderbilt, an eight-and-a-half point favorite, 53-and-a-half points. The total for that game. Vanderbilt of interest for us because former Irish defensive coordinator Clark Lee starting his second year as Vandy head coach. The 40-year-old went 2-10 last year, beating Colorado State and UConn. He lost his opener to East Tennessee State. Went 0-8 in the SEC. Six of the eight losses in conference play by double digits. Football tomorrow. Enjoy. And then on Monday, we are all in Notre Dame, Ohio State. The My 5 question of the day is next, 552 at WSBT. One question, five answers. This is the My 5 Questions of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett, 557 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Here we go with today's My 5 Question of the Day. Today's question, the top five storylines that could come from this weekend in sports. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. Let's start with some local football. A team that is ranked in the state right now, the Mishawaka Cayman, they absolutely hammered Mishawaka Marion on the road last Friday night, 38 to nothing. Talked about just, Justin Fisher playing for Notre Dame now, the former Mishawaka quarterback. His brother Brady had a great first game, starting at quarterback for the Cayman last week as they won by 38. Now they'll take on a South Bend St. Joe team that won their opener over Lakeland 36-17. to So a chance for Mishawaka to start 2-0, beat two of the perennial powers in the Northern Indiana Conference, their old conference, and really establish themselves as one of the best teams in the area. I think the Cavemen get it done tonight. Not sure it's going to be 38-0 like last week, but I fully expect Keith Kinder's team to play a whale of a football game tonight against South Bend St. Joe. Four. Now let's turn to golf for a moment. Scotty Scheffler trying to win the Tour Championship and that big paycheck. Won four times on the PGA Tour this year. Won the Masters back in April. Started out the Tour Championship at 10 under par because he was the number one ranked player during the regular season and through the first two weeks of the playoffs. So we got a head start on the competition. Well, Scheffler started today with a five-shot lead. The second round is winding down. In fact, Scheffler is on the 18th hole, and Scheffler has a four-shot lead over Xander Schaffle. This is... 
really an opportunity for Scheffler to show the world he is the best active player in the game of golf. A chance to win a major and the Tour Championship in the same season. This guy had the pedigree to be this good. Went to the University of Texas, had great success. There's not a lot of showtime with Scotty Scheffler. He's not going to twirl his putter or his driver. He's not going to do a fist pump. He's just kind of ho-hum, but he gets the job done. And a chance for Scheffler to really cap off a dominant 2022 season, a season in which the PGA Tour versus Live Golf was the top story. Scheffler's kind of lost in the shuffle. Okay, okay. Uh, number three. Another storyline to watch out for this weekend. Can the White Sox take advantage of the advantage they have with this weekend's schedule? The White Sox are home to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The first place Guardians, four ahead of the Sox. They continue their series against a tough Mariners team in Seattle. The Twins are also four back of the Guardians. They host the Giants. White Sox and Guardians are playing soon. You'd like to pick up a game in this sequence at least, but the Sox at home are just 30 and 31. Here's better news. The Diamondbacks on the road are just 24 and 35. Number two. Will the Irish remain a 15-and-a-half-point underdog at Ohio State? A lot of money coming in on the Ohio State-Notre Dame game in eight days. I think over the summer it was like 10 or maybe in the spring. It's gone up recently. I'm not sure if the Jared Patterson injury had something to do with it or it's just a majority of the money coming in on Ohio State, a team that many believe has the best chance to end the SEC's run of national championships. Notre Dame gets them first. So will that point spread move it all this weekend right now? It's at 15 and a half. Number one. And the number one storyline for the weekend, Tommy Reese, the offensive coordinator for the Fighting Irish, is going to meet the media tomorrow, as will Al Golden, the defensive coordinator. And hopefully Reese will offer an update on Notre Dame offensive lineman Jared Patterson dealing with the foot sprain about a week ago. We were told he was going to rest 7 to 10 days and then back at practice. And fingers crossed he could play against Ohio State. You need all hands on deck for this game. And if Patterson can go, he's going to try to play. There's absolutely no doubt about it. You'd love to pencil him in at left guard. Apparently the Ohio State defensive line is a whole lot better than it was last year. They have made strides. So you'd love to have that All-American ready to go at left guard as the Irish take on Ohio State. You need as many veteran players as possible because it is going to be loud early on in that football game when the Irish offense is on the field, but hopefully the Irish offense can quiet those fans as the game goes on. Those are five storylines to watch this weekend. Mishawaka football trying to go 2-0 by beating St. Joe. Scotty Scheffler winning the Tour Championship. Can the White Sox take advantage of facing the Diamondbacks while the Guardians face Seattle? Will the Irish remain a 15.5-point underdog? And how's Jared Patterson doing? 6.03 is our time. Coming up next, a Sports Center update, then our sports wagering segment, South Bend Cubs baseball in 12 minutes on WSBT. Celebrating 100 years of serving Michiana. 
This is 960 AM WSBT South Bend. Darren Pritchett back with you. Budweiser's weekday sports feed on WSBT radio. Tonight's program concludes with some sports wagering conversation. Last night was a good night. Let's recap our four suggestions. We started with the Orioles and the White Sox from Camden Yards. I like Jordan Lyles against Lance Lynn last night. And the Orioles pulled out the win in extra innings by a final score of 4-3. to three. We had the Orioles at minus 105, so that's an awfully good return. The second suggestion last night, Mets and Rockies over seven runs at minus 120, even though Jacob deGrom was pitching for the Mets. I thought the Mets would handle the Rockies pitching. They didn't, as the number ended up being well below seven. Four, Mets won by a score of three to one. Suggestion number three, Reds and Phillies under eight and a half runs at minus 115. I thought Aaron Nola would shut down a very pathetic looking Reds lineup. And I just was hoping the Phillies wouldn't go nuts offensively. They didn't. Under eight and a half runs, that's a winner. As just four runs were scored in last night's game, the Phillies won four to nothing. Finally, two-team parlay was our fourth suggestion. Mets on the money line against the Rockies. Jays on the money line at the Red Sox. You put those two together. The two-team parlay at minus 109. The Mets won three to one. The Jays won an extra inning, 6-5. We hit the two-team parlay, so it was a good night. Three and one last night. Now 10 and six for the week, 27 and 20 for the month of August, and for the year, 115, 91 and one. Here we go with today's suggestions. We start with the Cubs and the Brewers up in Milwaukee. I'm going under seven and a half total runs in the ball game. Justin Steele has been lights out. The Cubs left-hander, his last seven starts, a 1.45 earn run average. He'll oppose Freddie Peralta. Brewers offense, not as good as they would like. The Cubs are a little hit and miss, so I'm going under seven and a half runs. Red Sox and Rays at Fenway Park. Let's go with the Red Sox on the money line over Tampa at minus 120. I'm hoping Michael Walker coming back from injury is as good now as he was in the first half of the year. Let's go Red Sox at home. Suggestion number three, Nationals and Reds from the nation's capital. Now, I never wager on anything above minus 150, so this one is at minus 150. Nationals on the money line against the Reds. Kate Cavalli, a good-looking young right-hander for the Washington Nationals, will make his major league debut as the starting pitcher for the Nats against the Reds. So I'm backing the Nats at home on the money line. And the fourth and final suggestion, one college football game. I grew up in Illinois, so I got to do this. The Fighting Illini of Illinois taking on the Cowboys of Wyoming at Memorial Stadium. This number has been rising the last few days. So I'm going to jump on the bandwagon a little late. Don't like that, but we're going to take the Illini minus 13 against Wyoming at minus 110. So again, tonight, Cubs and Brewers under seven and a half runs. Red Sox on the money line against the Rays at minus 120. 
Nationals on the money line against the Reds at minus 150. And Illinois, minus 13 over Wyoming at minus 110. Our underdog pick last night was a winner. We took the Astros minus one and a half runs at home against the Minnesota Twins at plus 110. And the Astros pulled out the victory. They had to win by two. They won by three. Astros took the victory six to three. And that victory gets us back over 500 with our underdog pick at 25 and 24. And tonight's underdog selection. We're going with the Chicago Cubs on the money line at the Brewers at plus 125. As I mentioned a moment ago, Justin Steele, the Cubs left-hander, has been great last seven starts, a 145 ERA. I'm back in the Cubbies in Milwaukee tonight at plus 125. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Baseball fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving our community while serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Midland Engineering Company, beginning their second century of quality roofing experience. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. By Pet Refuge, urging you to adopt. Don't shop for new beginnings, have happy endings. And the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. For you high school football fans, more specifically, Mishawaka Caveman fans, you can hear Caveman football as they take on South Bend St. Joe from Steel Stadium on our sister station, 96-1 the ton, starting right around 6.45 with the pregame. Opening kickoff is set for 7 o'clock. Good luck to the Cayman tonight. In two minutes, South Bend Cubs baseball comes your way on your home of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday at 5 o'clock. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 